Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast of brief messages to help humanity bridge the gap to the new earth. My name is Vivian Gerard. It is my delight to be a scribe for consciousness today, sharing the wisdom that flows through from source. Here we go. Episode 282. It is Thursday here in Cincinnati. It's another gorgeous day. (laughs) It's pretty outside. Actually, it's beautiful outside. The weather is good. It is gorgeous around this area. So I am arriving today in this place of deep contemplation, which often means the Gene Keys book (laughs) is open on my lap. This is one of the greatest books ever written, and anytime I open it, I'm like, whoa, (laughs) whoa, what is this? So it ties into this theme that has been developing over the week of, um, I'm going to use the word transmuting, uh, because it definitely feels like the right word. We are changing form, which is what transmuting means, changing form, changing the substance of who we are, and that ripples out into our lives in so many different ways. And so I find that guidance from wisdom keepers, from other beautiful teachers and healers, is such a powerful way for me to make sense of what's happening in my own world and then share that vibration with you. The Gene Keys, if you have not heard of it before, I've read several times here in this space. It's a book by Richard Rudd that is filled with the most powerful wisdom. He channeled it, downloaded it over about seven years. As he describes it, when you open up the book, he talks about the story of its creation. And it combines so many different religions, spiritual beliefs, um, his own research, his own travels around the world, his conversations with tribes and leaders of all different thought forms. And what he brings is this beautiful template of how we each have a pattern of activation, of awakening, that is embedded into our genes, our physical structure of our body. But it's a spiritual awakening that happens. And when the specific sequence is activated in our lives, which is directed at a soul level and then manifested at a physical level, we awaken. We remember who we are at a massively enormous conscious level and then we start to live the lives that we actually came here at the highest level to live and it's not always an easy process the image on the front of the book (coughs) as I continue clearing my throat chakra the image on the front of the book is of a dragonfly and he describes the process he compares it to that of a dragonfly moving through its own creation and birthing. As we feel further into this energy that's moving right now on our planet, we are definitely feeling the effects of Scorpio, looking deep within ourselves at what what is it that we have not perhaps wanted to explore or be aware of, and can we just release that 
can we allow it to come into the light and just be transmuted? The gene key that just holds <laughs> all of this journey is the 55th gene key. It's the one of transformation. It's the most important, well, in my opinion, it's the most important description of all the gene keys that he has from 1 to 64. And he describes it as moving from the shadow of being a victim, from victimization, into the gift of freedom, of stepping out of these old patterns that have held us back. And so I'm going to try to give you just a tiny nugget of the power and the beauty that is the information in this chapter by just reading a couple sections of it. It's a very long chapter. It would take me hours to read it to you. And also the point is for you to get the book and read it yourself so that you can have your own experience of the energy that he sends through his words and his descriptions so that you can go through your own activation series and and do this process. It's been one of the most powerful journeys of my life. It took me a year to work through the book and I took my time and it was just so sweet to, to rediscover myself in the way that he guides you through it. So I'm going to do a short reading here. Um, <laughs> I don't know how long it'll take, but I don't think too long. A short reading from the 55th Gene Key. And again, just saying like, all I can give you is a little nugget of this and you know, I encourage you to do the deeper dive yourself. Okay, from Richard Rudd, the 55th Gene Key. So he moves from victimization to freedom. Here's his words. Contemplation of the 55th gift inevitably leads one to ponder the future of humanity and of our planet. Over the following pages, we will look both at what is occurring to humanity now and what will occur at the time of the great change that lies ahead of us. Um, this book, by the way, was written, I think, in 2008 or 9, perhaps, 2010. So I believe we're in the time of the great change right now, in my opinion, Viv, saying this. So it'll um, perhaps show you how quickly things have been moving. His words, in reading the codes contained in the 64 gene keys, of less importance are the details of the unfolding of this great change. Any consideration of the details can, at best, be based on conjecture and opinion. However, through a profound resonance with the core frequency behind this work on the 64 gene keys, it is possible to capture the spirit of the coming epoch. As you may begin to divine from the following pages, the ripples of this mutation will affect all corners of life on our planet. The other factor to bear in mind concerning the coming change is the speed at which it will overtake us. In evolutionary terms, it will happen overnight, although in practical temporal terms, it will happen gradually and almost imperceptibly. We are talking about a genetic mutation that will slowly colonize our species. In other words, the old human will literally be bred out of humanity. This means that very soon there will be children born among us who carry the full mutation and who will spread it through the gene pool. These children will be different from us. They will not emotionally engage with us on a victim level, but will hold a high frequency that will, over time, transform the families into which they are born. We will consider their role more fully towards the end of this gene key. <clears throat> All right, and then I move to the title of the section is Heavenly Hydraulics. To understand the true nature of the coming awakening, one can find a beautiful parallel in the life cycle of the dragonfly. 
dragonflies spend much of their early lives underwater. As underwater insects, they are known as nymphs, and unlike most pond insects, they do not have to come to the surface for air. For most of their lives, nymphs live totally underwater, where they are highly successful predators, feeding on anything from leaf litter to small fish. During this stage of its life, the nymph goes through a series of molts, stages of maturity in which it sheds its skin, but still remains as a nymph. These stages of the insect's life can last several years, and during this time, it has no idea whatsoever of what kind of future lies ahead. It is undergoing a series of hidden mutations. Then, one day, all of a sudden, some sleeping gene deep within is triggered, and the nymph does something totally out of character. It finds the stalk of a nearby plant and climbs out of the water. For the first time in its life, it tastes air and direct sunlight. Once the nymph has left the safety of its underwater environment, the sunlight begins to work on it, catalyzing what will be its final molt. It is at this stage that the true magic occurs, as the advanced creature hidden within the nymph cracks the outer larval skin. <clears throat> Over a period of several hours, four crumpled wings appear, and the distinct, distinctive slender thorax begins to uncurl. What is of great metaphorical relevance at this stage concerns the element of water. As the emerging dragonfly rises out of the element of water and prepares to be reborn into a new life in the element of air, the water that still lies within its body becomes the key to the transformation process. Through a process of hydraulics, the water within the nymph's body is pumped into the emerging wings and thorax causing them to unfurl and spread out for the first time. In other words, the dragonfly assumes its aerodynamic shape by means of the water from its old life. This water is what drives its mutation from nymph to dragonfly. As soon as all the water is expended and the dragonfly is fully extended, it takes to the air and begins its new life. The life cycle of the dragonfly is a perfect metaphor for the awakening of the 55th gift and its siddhi. The raw energy of your emotions becomes the vehicle for the unfurling of your future awareness. And once that awareness is born, your life exists forever on a higher plane. This metaphor also shows us that as a species, we must dive deeply into the emotional field where we will go through a series of mutations of which we are generally unaware. Whilst we exist in the world of emotions, we will have little inkling of the life that lies ahead of us. When the 55th shadow finally mutates fully, the collective awakening will truly begin in earnest. <coughs> and then he describes, I'm just going to read this one paragraph here about the stages. He says, we will examine the specific timing and sequence of this awakening at the end of the section. At present, and again this was written years ago, at present, in relation to the dragonfly metaphor, we are in the stages of climbing up the stem out of the water and into the sunlight. The world genetic stage is in the full sway of this drama, and because of this, it can be a deeply confusing time. You may already be having glimpses and premonitions of what is to come as your body and psyche becomes the battlefield for this mutative process. Particularly if you carry the 55th gift as one of your prime gifts, you may be highly susceptible to wild fluctuations in your normal rhythms 
energy patterns, and emotions. This is a deep process of integration that will last a considerable time, but that will gradually become more stable. And then I'm going to go to the part where he describes what it actually feels like for our physical body. So <clears throat> here's what he says a little further on. The possible and likely effects of future genetic mutation. As we transit into this coming phase, particularly in the years following 2027, there are many things about the world that will change. And I'm not, Viv's note, I'm not sure about the dates, so time is, time is uh, shifting. <laughs> time is shifting. Because of, okay, so his words. Because of the nature of mutation, there will be sudden quantum leaps that are followed by long periods of integration. All change on a social level takes time, and some of these phases may last hundreds of years. He describes physical changes. The secret of the 55th gift at a physiological level lies in a single element, salt. Salt has long been known for its purifying properties and its ability to leach toxins from the body. Every single cell within your body contains salt, and its balance within the body is a major key to health. Everything connected to this 55th gift is rooted in its literal and metaphorical relationship to water. As we learn through the 32nd gene key, water holds memory. Let me say that again. Water holds memory. When your emotions become really intense, you release memory through the salt in your tears and or sweat. What is beginning to happen to humanity now and what will become more and more intense is a process whereby ancient memories are being chemically released from our bodies. Heightened emotional awareness will gradually draw the toxic genetic memories out of the human form. At a physical level, this will occur through your sweat, your tears, and your urine. In the same way that seawater evaporates to leave behind its salt, so human beings are going through a process of evaporation and distillation. At a chemical level, we are beginning to change. A new network of neurocircuitry in the solar plexus is superseding the reptilian fear-based neurocircuitry of the old brain. As the 59th Siddhai testifies, human beings will gradually become more transparent as the body no longer produces the old chemicals created by fear. With the closing down of certain chemical processes associated with the hindbrain, the body's needs will radically change. Without the toxins created by fear, the body will need far less salt, and it will become much less dense. <clears throat> he talks about diet. As the human body's need for salt decreases, our digestive system will begin to mutate. This is, after all, a solar plexus mutation. As our digestive system mutates to accommodate a higher frequency passing throughout our DNA, it is likely that our diet will also change. The body will not only stop craving salty foods, but will actually reject them outright. It is also probable that gradually humans will stop eating meat, and we will certainly not be able to tolerate the high salt intake provided by modern processed food. As our children inherit the mutation through their DNA, they may well be born with a physiological allergy to salty food and or meat. All these changes are the result of the mutation and will come in their own time. During the current transition period, human beings actually require even more salt than usual in order for the toxicity of the past to be collectively purified. 
This is the hidden reason behind the current worldwide revolution in processed food. Nature knows exactly what she is doing, and we should take heart from this. Digestion is rooted in the mineral realm, in the way in which the body uses and dissolves trace elements from food and water. In the future, in a totally new way, we will become highly efficient at drawing and combining the elements from food. The mechanical means for this will be through our moods. In other words, our bodies will tell us exactly what we need to eat and when, through the medium of our mood. One of the most likely effects of the mutation will be that we simply will not feel hungry as often as we do now, with the result that we eat far less. Added to this, our bodies will begin to find other means of absorbing higher frequency food through air and sunlight. Eventually far down the road, when the final pieces of the cosmic chess game are in place, the sixth Sidae will flower within the collective, making our skin totally translucent, thereby allowing us to live purely on light. Viv's note. <laughs> I'm adding in a note here. The first time I read that, I was like, what? There's no way. What? And I will say the salt thing makes so much sense to me. Like, it's, yeah. And moods, you know, the moods and our food, like, he's super wise. Okay, that was my side note. I'm going to read this last part here. It's two paragraphs. He describes emotions and decisions, the stilling of the wave. Some of the most radical changes to humanity will concern the emotional system itself. Presently, human beings are victims of the whims of their emotions. Their decisions are out of harmony with their true nature, creating a collective energy field of chaos. As the mutation takes hold, what we now call emotion will have a completely different role. It will no longer be experienced as emotion at all. It will be a means of communication. The people in whom this mutation manifests will not be caught in the emotional drama of life. They will still feel every single nuance of the emotional environment deep within their bodies, but their awareness will ride on top of these waves instead of being lost within them. The result is that they will feel extremely calm, and one of the ways in which they will be recognized is through the peacefulness in their eyes. Every person carrying the mutation will effectively still the wave in his or her environment. As more and more people are born into this awareness, their collective presence will slowly tune the rest of humanity to a different dimension, a dimension of endless clarity and stillness. This will also deeply affect the way in which human beings make decisions. Decisions will no longer be subject to the shifting patterns of emotional chemistry. Decisions will emerge instantly and with great clarity as the collective chemistry across the planet becomes calmer. Such decisions will no longer belong to individuals, but will emerge directly from the harmonious nexus of the collective itself. This is one of my favorite paragraphs here. <laughs> the process of the stilling of the wave will ultimately lead to an era of world peace. As a metaphor, this process is akin to an orchestra warming up before a concert. All one hears is a cacophony of different tones sounded on different instruments at random. This is the current state of humanity. When the mutation arrives, the conductor taps his stick on his podium until every instru instrument is silent. Only when silence has been attained can we hear the hidden harmony that is the true nature of humanity. <sighs> Richard Rudd, 
the Gene Keys. If you do not have a copy, I urge you to order a copy and dive into whichever part of the book calls you first. You will go to exactly what you most need to hear. It happens every single time. And if you are open to listening, if you can quiet the chaos, if you can still the wave within yourself and relax all the muscles of your body and be open, be open to hearing, you will hear what you need to hear and it will guide you on your path. Thank you for tuning into this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me in aligning with the optimal health of your mind-body-spirit in the virtual community of Viv's Energy Gym. You can learn more at mysouljourney.com. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.